You're about to listen to a Bennington Made episode. This was a project we did back when the Southwestern Vermont Chamber of Commerce was the Bennington Chamber of Commerce. We partnered with Mike Cutler and the team at Cat TV or Catamount Access Television locally in Bennington to produce these shows. We hope you enjoy them. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Bennington Made. I'm your host, Matt Harrington with the Bennington Area Chamber of Commerce. And with me as always is Cat TV. We're here at the location of the Village Chocolate Shop right here in downtown Bennington. They're well known for over 15 years of making some of the, the best chocolates and sweets that are in the whole region. Let's go inside, meet with Nick and the family and see just how they make the chocolate that they make. Come on inside. Nick, good to see you. Hi, Matt. Welcome to the Chocolatorium and the Village Peddler and the Village Chocolate Shop. Well, this is great, and uh, and obviously, who doesn't like a good chocolate shop in their own hometown? So, oh. so you've been on our list to come and just see how you make all not just chocolate but sweets too, every type of sweet here. So. Why don't you give us a rundown of the store, maybe the history, and then lead us on a tour of how the product's made. Sure, sure. You know, I, 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 chocolate is a, one of the, it's a fun, it's a fun thing. And uh, we can, people can be coming in the door and they can have, be having a bad day and then all they have to do is get that first smell of chocolate and all of a sudden, it so away. it's the best business in the world uh, to be in. Um, I've been in, uh, in business in Vermont for 45 years or so. I've been in the chocolate business for about 30 years. Uh, I'm also a graduate of a candy school at Gannon University okay. in uh, uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, and I'm a chocolate lover, naturally. Uh, we make all of our own chocolates here, uh, uh, everything. We have two shops. We have one store in uh, Arlington, which is also an exhibit uh, that's about the history of chocolate and where the chocolate comes from and so on. And, uh, and this shop here is where we make all the chocolate. Uh, we've been in this location for uh, 15 years now, okay. uh, going on our 15th year. And um, uh, it's been, uh, Bennington's been very good to us and we're, we're very happy. We were actually recruited by the uh, 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 Bennington, Better Bennington Corporation oh, okay. to come here to, to Bennington. So uh, we're, we're very honored and very happy to be here. Uh, everything we make, as I say, is in small batches. Um, uh, our biggest batch is 10 pounds, yeah. so that uh, uh, you can rest assured when you come in this, into our shop that 
uh, things haven't been hanging around here yeah, forever. So everything is, is made on a, on a daily basis. Our, our fudge is a confection. Okay. So uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of sugar in, in, in fudge. We use a, a system uh, to make our fudge that all our ingredients come pre-mixed um, and we, we have to cook it and mm -hmm. so on. But that's it. I mean, from that point on, it's us. Yeah. We add the flavorings and whatever it is, whatever it is that we want. We make uh, over 40 varieties of, of yeah. fudge that we'll, we usually have on this. I was going to say, how much in terms of poundage do you think either a week or a month that you go through in terms of fudge? Oh. On your high season. In a, in a, we probably, in a, in a week, go through 100, 200 pounds, wow. you know, without, yeah. a, without a problem. During the high season, fudge fudge is a good seller during the summer. Okay, it's a it's a it, yeah. it is a good seller. Uh, this is our batch freezer. It's just a, a little small thing, so we produce a lot of gelato. This is what we make our gelato out of. Uh, our tempering machine. This is these are these are tempering machines. This one, that one, uh, that little one that's on the counter over there. Uh, chocolate. Uh, we get our chocolate in the store. in these 10 pound blocks like this. This is, this is how our chocolate comes. So uh, when we get it in, it's in good shape. It's nice and shiny and everything, everything is, is good. See that, it's got that nice shine to yeah. it. It's got that, uh, but once we put it in our equipment here to melt it down in order to, for us to make our confections, we knock everything out of kilter. So without getting very technical, uh, uh, we we have to temper the chocolate. Mm. Uh, tempering is a simple process, uh, but it can be very frustrating. Uh, we're dependent a lot on the humidity in the air, the, uh, the temperature. Well, uh, my work area is not environmentally controlled because uh, we like to keep our kitchen open. Yeah. But um, uh, so. Uh, Sometimes it can be very difficult. To, and what do you, when you say tempering, what, is that, what does well, that actually basically, mean? Basically what we do is um, we chop those blocks up and then put it in our, put it in our different equipment to, uh, to melt it down. Uh, usually what happens is at nighttime we load up our machines. This machine here holds like 40 pounds. I have another one like that that holds 40 pounds also. I have that one there that holds like 60 pounds. And then we have a melting kettle over there. We load that stuff up so that in the morning we're ready to go. Okay. And it, it's all melted by, by the time we get here. When we get in in the morning, we have to raise the temperature up to, uh, depending on, on the uh, type of chocolate that we're using, uh, 110 degrees uh, to bring that temperature up. That makes sure that Every component of that chocolate is melted completely. All the butter fat that's in it, the, the cocoa butter, the sugar crystals, everything is melted completely. It needs that constant motion when we start that temperature control. It needs that motion to go around. Uh, this one has a wheel. That one there goes around. The kettle goes around. But it needs that motion to make sure everything is stirred right. Yep. When it reaches that 110 temperature or depending on what kind of chocolate you're using, uh, then it's time, uh, we can't use it at that temperature, it's too hot. 
you'll get what we call bloom. You'll get something that's very slaty looking, okay. dull looking, cloudy, uh, a lot of different things that, that can happen to it. Yep. Uh, not does not look very appetizing. Chocolate doesn't spoil, but it does lose flavor if okay. it's not processed properly. Okay. So um, uh, we bring the temperature back down to what the manufacturer suggests. And again, we have to play around a little bit that depending on the humidity, humidity and so weather, on. Yeah. We bring that temperature down and then we use, we do something, uh, the method that I use, there's several different ways of doing it, but the method that I use is called seeding. So what we do is we'll take a, we'll take a fresh piece of chocolate. You see how, this, mm -hmm. see how nice and smooth that is on the inside? We'll take a fresh piece of chocolate and introduce it into that, um, into this chocolate. So we bring the temperature down and take that fresh piece of chocolate. Then what happens is, this is in good temper now, what happens is, is that melts all those crystals that are in there, the good crystals that we're looking for in that chocolate, yeah. uh, will start to, uh, the, the crystals that are in that chocolate that are bad crystals, they, they see the crystals that are here and they start to attach themselves to that. And before you know it, uh, you, you, this, is, this is all melted and the chocolate should be at, at temperature. Okay. Here uh, is our enrobing machine. Uh, if you've ever seen the I Love Lucy episode where she, uh, well, this is basically what that is. What, what happens is we put, uh, uh, we put our, our pieces here. Uh, it comes around here and there's a wheel here. It puts a bottom on the chocolate puts the bottom on the chocolate, comes on, transfers onto this plate, and uh, this is a cold plate. That sets the bottom. It'll make that the bottom set. So uh, it comes through here, then it goes in there and it gets a nice bath of chocolate. There's a, there's a wheel that goes around there. Oh yeah. Kenny will stand right here, and if the, whatever decorating or anything like that that we have to do to it, it'll it'll happen here. Goes through the tunnel. This is 40 feet. The tunnel is designed so that uh, in the beginning, it's it's a little warmer, so that the, we don't shock the chocolate, okay. and then uh, it gets colder as it comes down in. Then there's another compressor here, and that compressor brings it back up so that by the time it it gets out here by the time it comes out here it's uh, almost at room temperature so wow. that we don't get uh, so there's a there's a little curve in the chocolate and somebody stands here and packs packs it this is a batch of raspberry cream we make our own cream it's made with uh, uh, our fondant and fresh butter So um, this is a process called shell molding. So uh, what he's doing, he's filling that uh, mold up with chocolate, uh, and then he puts it on the vibrator to make sure we get all of those bubbles out of all the air bubbles. Because if you got air bubbles in, the cream will 
sheep through it. And then we're taking all the chocolate out of it. We're dumping all the chocolate out of it. These are all uh, uh, molds that have been set already. The reason we turn them upside down is so that um, the, the chocolate, there's an even coat of chocolate on the inside okay. of the, of the uh, piece. This takes a little more time but it makes a beautiful piece, you know, at the, at the end, it makes a nice looking piece. So now we, we take these and we put them into the cooling room to let them okay. set. How long do they stay in the cooling room? Uh, it usually takes about 10, 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Still done by hand right here in Bennington, Vermont. Everything is, everything is done by hand, like I say, in small batches. These molds all filled, uh, what has to happen, we have to put a bottom on it. Now they go into the cooling room. They get set. So. Mm mm. Looks good. Because of our our resident. Uh, uh, yes. Benny and Very Molly helpful. moose. We sold a lot of hollow moose and, and chocolate moose and so on. So uh, we, use a, we use a system that I refer to as uh, fill and dump. Uh, uh, we take our mold after they've been put together. Again, we have to make sure that we get all the air bubbles out so there's no there's no unsightly looking air bubbles. This is a, a pump. Uh, it comes in handy when we're doing stuff where we have to do a... So now we just, after he's filled it up, mm -hmm. he, dump, he empties it out. So all the chocolate comes out, we have to do that twice. So after that sets, and we've given it the second coat, 
we, uh, we have to put a bottom on it. Here's a moose that's already, we've had the, we put the bottom on. So now it's just a matter of taking the clips out. So we let that uh, we let that set a little bit, and then uh, we have a a, a very ex expensive tool here. Uh, Cheese grater. That we, uh, yeah, that we found is the best thing to uh, uh, to do the uh, trimming. So that takes that, just gets that seam, the ragged edges off that seam. It seems pretty sturdy at this point. You've done two coats on it. Yeah, on the inside. yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then we have a, uh, This is a camel hair brush. Now that's ready for his eyes. Again, we're putting it on the vibrator just to make sure that we get all the air bubbles out and they even the chocolate out. But by having that pump, that metered pump, mm -hmm. it gives us just the right amount of chocolate each mm -hmm. time so that we don't get a varying weight. They're, uh, they've been setting in the cooler and now they're ready to come out. So. We used to do that all by hand with those funnels. This is our our kettle. We uh, we make uh, we make butter crunch. We make a, uh, a uh, maple walnut butter crunch that's very popular. We one of the things we feature at the Big E. Yep. Uh, we, uh, we try to source as much as we can uh, uh, Vermont products. We try to use Vermont cream and so on when we make our, our, our uh, different candies. Oh, So the, uh, the optimum temperature for the caramel was 240 to 42 in that area there. And then what are we making with the caramel? The caramel Here, here's a question for you. Are you a 
caramel person or are you a caramel person? <laughs> we have to ask the expert here. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a caramel person. I'm a caramel person, but uh, there you have it's it, pronounced folks. different ways. Yeah. And, uh, uh, it's a regional thing, yeah, I think. That's what it is. These will go through the enrobing machine after they've set. We have, we have several unique items uh, that, that we have. Uh, this one here we call a, a peanut butter mud puddle. It's a result of a contest that uh, my daughter held at her school. She works at the American School for the Deaf. Uh, and she asked people to design uh, uh, what they would like in a candy bar or a certain candy. Uh, this one actually came in third. The one I chose that came in number one was uh, they, uh, it was called a purple turtle. Uh, it was a, a turtle with raspberry cream on it. Oh, okay. I thought it would be a winner. Never sold. Uh, these took off, and uh, so we feature them. This uh, is called the fix, and uh, it's also the result of a contest that we ran for one of our Friday night events, uh, and that was the the number one winner. And then we make a variety of, uh, of different uh, uh, candy bars that uh, are our own inventions that you won't find anyplace else. This one's called the Avalanche Bar. It's got marshmallow, uh, coconut uh, uh, in it. And uh, this one is called the Sin Cake. It's got caramel, cashews, pecans, marshmallow, uh, covered in milk chocolate, then covered in white chocolate. Uh, this one is a devil bar. Uh, it's got chocolate fudge, uh, caramel, uh, a ch a chocolate ganache in it, covered in milk chocolate. This is the same version as that, uh, only we call it death by chocolate. This one is death by peanut butter. Uh, these are all unique uh, flavors. This one is a Vin bar. Uh, 
named after a friend of mine, his name is Vinny. This one is Monty Bar, named after me. Uh, so we, we try to do a lot of different unique uh, things. Our, and our peanut butter cup, this is, this is your normal size peanut butter cup. This is our peanut butter cup. Oh yeah. We go big or we go home in Vermont. And Nick's doing it right here, making things just a little bit bigger. Especially yes. those peanut butter cups. You, you have an affinity for making those quite large. Yes, yes. I, get, I get accused of making too many things for pe with peanut butter because I'm a, I'm a peanut butter uh, To each their own, right? To yeah. each their own sweet tooth. Well, Nick, thank you so much for having us thank here. You. And, uh, and And we want people here. to stop on by and pick the whole assortment that you've, uh, that you've made for us here right in Bennington, Vermont. Yep. All right, thanks. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Bennington Made. Make sure you tune in to all our episodes on Cat TV or over at the Facebook pages of The Chamber and Cat TV. How's that for closing? I don't think you better give up your day job. Neither are you, Nick. <laughs> we want to see these chocolates around here for the next 25, 50 years.